This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. It's Friday, October 9th. Let's go. Game day. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is still per- perfecting the cabbage patch with Isaac Rex. So I'm teamed up with a man who's not talking about a game. He's talking about practice. Thank you, Alan Iverson. Uh, That's uh, a- AI? one of the most famous quotes of all time. AI fan, by the way, you? Yes. Look, for what he did at his size, he's unbelievable. His, I had his Reebok shoes when I was a sophomore, and I loved like, it. Like he physically gave you his personal shoes? No, I wish. Okay. He gave me his cornrows. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, talking about practice, very famous quote. Uh, I like to say, you play as you practice, and I'm the only one who's ever said that. Nobody else has ever said that. No one ever, yeah. Uh, And we've actually got some news about practice. Which is very exciting. So this uh, hot off the press, next Wednesday, October 14th, 8 Eastern time on the BYU TV app, we are bringing you the BYU men's basketball practice. It's day one of official practice. We got you covered. I'll be there with Anson Winder, live on the BYU TV app. This is the first time uh, that I know of that we've ever broadcast a practice football or basketball. So Mark Pope said, come on in, and we are going to be there. So hang out with us next Wednesday night, 8 Eastern, exclusively on the BYU TV app. Cannot wait for this. Commercial free, uninterrupted for as long as Mark Pope wants to go. Yeah, not to pull in uh, a bit from yesterday, but you essentially get to be a fly on the wall during a Mark Pope <laughs> not BYU back. pull it in. <laughs> you do. Oh, he's here. He's back. That's like when people say, hey, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's like, well, if you meant it, you wouldn't have done it. It's like, you know, no disrespect, but you're you're about to disrespect. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, you get to be a fly on the wall and and witness what a practice looks like. Yes, I'm looking forward to this. We all do. We've had opportunities to see practices. Yes. But yeah, most people don't get an opportunity to to have this type of access. So I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be cool. Listen, radio has done an amazing job at pregame coverage forever, and that will continue, right? This year for select BYU basketball games, we're going to have some TV pre-halftime posts as well. So double it up. Let's go, everybody. Uh, so what we have similar with football. So Anson Winder and I will be doing that this year. So very excited to uh, roll out the team against, uh, against with the practice, against the Cougars for the Cougars. But uh, that's next Wednesday. Very excited. Here's what's on the show rundown today. Who says Zach Wilson is compared to Joe Burrow? Someone said that yesterday. A notable ESPN person. We're going to talk about it. Plus, ESPN's Tom Luganbills, the analyst on the game tomorrow. Does he buy the hype with the Cougars? Plus, his history with BYU. His dad was the San Diego State head coach in the late uh, 80s, early 90s. Plus, how did Houston fare last night in prep for the Cougars next week? National call-up for one Cougar to Team USA. Game notes, prop picks. It is loaded, Jason. Let's go. Let's get after it in today's headlines. It is game day eve as BYU gets ready to host UTSA tomorrow in a homecoming matchup at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Cougar offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes says he's expecting the Roadrunners to ramp up the pressure. They're going to challenge you. They're going to challenge you uh, with their scheme. A lot of um, extra pressures, pressures with not only uh, linebackers and the front, but really everyone on the field could be a blitzer. Safeties, cornerbacks. Um, from all locations. 
Kickoff set for 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV starts at 2.30 Eastern. Radio pregame coverage beginning at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, uh, so you can start You can start at uh, 1.30 and just keep going. Just keep going. It up. is a plethora of Cougar coverage. Love it. BYU will play the 1-0 Houston Cougars next Friday in Texas after the Red Cougars beat Tulane 49-31. Listen what they overcome. They were down 17 and lost the turnover battle 5-0 but still one going so, away. So 49 points, <laughs> impressive stuff from Clayson tune and the, uh, the red Cougs who had 53 days of fall camp prior to the game due to cancellations and postponements. So Houston and BYU will see if BYU beats UTSA 35. Fave. We'll address that in a minute, but uh, BYU and Houston next Friday. Yeah. Houston looked better than I expected in game number one, but as you mentioned, we will get into that in a second. Cougars in the National Football League this weekend. Lots of former BYU players, a couple even facing each other. Fred Warner, Ziggy Ansah, and the 49ers hosting Kyle Van Oy and the Miami Dolphins. Sione Takitaki and the Browns welcome the Indianapolis Colts to Cleveland. Daniel Sorensen and the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing the Las Vegas Raiders at Arrowhead on Sunday. Harvey Longy and the 0-4 Jets hosting the Arizona Cardinals. And Taysom Hill with the Saints battling Michael Davis and the Chargers in the Superdome. That game on Monday Night Football. And former Cougar Ashley Hatch has been invited to the U.S. Women's National Team Training Camp October 18th through the 28th in Commerce City, Colorado. Hatch has two caps for the national team from 2016. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The love continues to pour in for Zach Wilson, this time from ESPN play-by-play Anish Shroff, who's calling the BYU game tomorrow. Yesterday he tweeted the following. The more tape you watch BYU football, the more impressive it gets. Quarterback Zach Wilson has master-level command of the offense and is making uh, difficult throws look easy. Sound crazy, but he's taking the same leap from 2019 to 20 that, wait for it, Joe Burrow took from 2018 to 2019. Go Tigers. Is this crazy, Jason? Uh, No, it is not crazy because you have to understand why he made the comparison. No, he was not saying that Zach Wilson is going to win the Heisman. No, he was not Wait, saying what? that Zach Wilson is going to be the number one overall pick in the National Football League. It's about the statistic. It's, it's about the statistical jump mm. from one year to the next, from, being, from not being on the radar one year to this level to being very much on the radar the next level. That's what the comparison is all about. So let's do a little comparison here. Let's look at Joe Burrow first, just very quickly. Joe Burrow's final two seasons, 2018, 2019. 2019, obviously, is Heisman year. They win the national championship. Uh, Number one pick in the draft. And the number one pick in the draft. So Joe Burrow... In 2018 to 2019, his increase, and I'm just looking at passing statistics right here. He increased his passing yardage by almost 2,700 yards. Unbelievable. He went from 2,894 to 5,671. And here's the biggest jump. 16 touchdowns in 2018 to 60 touchdowns in 2019. Right, and... and we're seeing the total touchdown difference. 65 to 23. Like, it's, like it's, he can run, too. It, well, and the, and the completion percentage went from 58 to 76. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yes. So you then look at what Zach Wilson has done through three games, just, just the th- first three games. And different competition. Yes, different competition, but in 2019 versus 2020. Ironically enough, Zach in both years, this year and last year, the three games, has completed 60 passes. Exactly 60. Well, there you go. But it's 60 
of 95 in 2019. This year, it's 60 of 71. So the completion percentage has gone up in the first three games from 53.2 to 84 and a half. His this, touchdowns. This, these are the most numbers we've ever presented in the two through six. It's, but what you're seeing, you're seeing a significant number yes. increase Amen. and efficiency increase, very much like you saw in Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah. If the argument is his rate of improvement, not that he's going to be the Heisman national champ, number one pick, then yes, because Zach Wilson is not going to win the Heisman or be the number one pick or win a national championship. What BYU can do is go undefeated and be in the New Year's Six, and Zach could be a late first round at best, if probably second, third, maybe fourth round pick. That's the peak to me. The, uh, yeah, the reaction is, whoa, you said Joe Burrow! What Joe Burrow did last year, was unbelievable. It, it, it may not be topped again. It, it, like, he won everything that mattered, and his stats were stupid. He had 60 touchdowns and six picks. Just, like, insane. Almost 5,700 yards of offense. Like, if Ty Detmer had, and BYU had gone undefeated in 90, and Ty was uh, 6'2 instead of 5'10, that would have been Joe Burrow you know, you know, that year. You know what I mean? So I, I, I want to do some numbers analysis as well. Let's look at just the differences in the rate of improvement for Joe Burrow from 18 to 19, and then Zach Wilson in 19 to the limited three games 20. Let's just look at those numbers, okay? And then look at what Zach has done in those. Again, I I realize there's some differences here. Zach Wilson has a 4% better completion improvement from the second year. Yards per attempt, 2.8, better than the improvement of Joe Burrow, and then efficiency is plus uh, 22. So, again, those are the differences on the differences. The point is this, that Zach Wilson, what Zach Wilson's doing is stupid. It's stupid (laughs) awesome. And, again, a few things in. Three games for Zach Wilson so far. BYU's played Navy, Troy, and La Tech. And we compared all of Joe's season last year. How How many good teams did Joe Burrow play? I dare say great teams, very good teams. He played seven teams in the top ten and put up those numbers. It wasn't Conference USA, Sun Belt, America, whatever. It was the SEC, and it was the playoff, and it was insane. It was just crazy. He, he went through Oklahoma and Clemson to te- cap it off and still was throwing, like, what, six uh, touchdown passes in the national title game or something? What Zach has done is, is extremely notable. Um, this is sweet-tasting information, is it not? Doesn't <laughs> it, it taste good? Look, at some point— it, took everybody's, it got everybody's attention yesterday. At some point in the conversation—I'm saying all the rhetoric around Zach. At some point in the conversation with Zach, it's all sweet-tasting. Do you get to the point where you like too much sugar sometimes? Like, no. you, like you, stop it. You've, no. You, at some point in the night, you're like, okay, I got to stop at some point. At, this you is say all, that, and at, then you go get more sugar. At, at some point, it's too sweet, and here's what happens. And I, I'm not saying don't enjoy it. I'm saying enjoy it. At some point, all of a sudden, oh, he threw a pick. He's off the radar. Sorry, you're done. Like, that's what's going to happen. Just mark it down later. It may not be this week. It might be in a couple weeks, whatever. Just enjoy this while it lasts. Hopefully, Zach continues to play at a really high level. This high of a level, that's going to be hard to sustain. All right, topic number two. To nobody's surprise, BYU is a heavy favorite against the visiting UTSA Roadrunners. Cougars are a 35-point favorite to be exact. 35, a five-touchdown favorite. With the victory, seemingly a foregone conclusion, Jerem, is it a 35-point win or bust for BYU? No, I think that's too high. That's fine for Vegas. That shouldn't be the expectation for everybody. Um, To me, it's like... BYU needs to put up 50 and probably allow 17 or fewer. Um, that would be an acceptable situation given the opponent. UTSA is, is sneaky good. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're going to come in and challenge BYU. I, I do not think they will do that. But I think that they have some elements that have 
BYU's attention. And the fact that they were almost 4-0, they've had to play four quarterbacks. They've been banged up with, with Frank Harris and Adkins and all those guys. It's, it's been hard. They have the nation's top running back by total yards right now in Sincere McCormick. You sincerely mean that, too. Yes. Uh, defensively, they, they are one of the top takeaway teams in the country. First in picks, third in overall takeaways. They, they do some things that are interesting, right? Tenth year of the program, young young program. This is uh, you know three and one record, tremendous start, one of the best UTSA starts they've ever had. Um, no, I, I think BYU. It's not thirty five robust. UTSA has some skill. I do think this is going to be similar to the previous three weeks, though. Yeah, it's not thirty five robust for me, and and I think a lot of this will be based on the style of game BYU decides to play. You know, there may be an opportunity for BYU to run the ball, and you end up running a lot more clock, and so you don't necessarily have as many possessions. So maybe you're not scoring as much. I think as long as BYU continues to look dominant and dominate in certain areas, whether it's time of possession, whether it's points, touched, whatever. I think as long as BYU continues to look as dominant as they have, I, I'm not too worried about what the score is. If, if BYU only you know, wins by 24 instead of 35, I'm not going to, oh my goodness. And it depends what kind of 24. Yes. Because if it's 48-24, yes. that's different than 30-6. to 6. Correct, correct. Yeah. But, but ultimately, no, it's not 35 or bust, and that is a very, very dangerous thing for fans. If, if you're going to judge, and I understand that the the Track records so far have been these blowouts. And I think for the most part, with a few exceptions on the schedule, we expect most of those to continue. Probably not against Boise, probably not against Houston, but it is going to be very dangerous if BYU continues to win games, but fans start to get upset because you didn't win by 40. This is what it's like to root for Alabama. We talked about this earlier in the week, Stuart Mandel's mailbag. A BYU fan asked, is this what it's like to cheer for Alabama? And uh, Stuart said, well, it's it's close, uh, but when you start complaining about things or worrying about the team when they won by 28, then that's where you reach. So quantify for me what a dominant win looks like for you. Um, you said by 24? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That margin any, is good any, Anything 24 or more, I think, okay. is going to be dominant. And would look, you say 17 plus? Or? I would not say that. I would actually <laughs> I would completely avoid that. Look, you, you, can have a do- you can have a dominating performance and only win by 21 points, too. Right. If it's 24 to 3. Yes. But yes. UTSA took the ball away three or four. But, but also, I, I think dominant means just watching the game, you know BYU is the better team. They manhandled the opposition. They really never gave the, the opponent an opportunity. That, that's, that's dominant to me. BYU has yet to trail this year, by the way, in three games. That is pretty good. When's the resistance going to come? When is BYU going to trail? Is Rise BYU- of the resistance? Is that what you're... Star- what? Star Wars reference. Come on. Well, How- well, what is that in reference to? Rise of the resistance. That's the new Disney ride. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know that. I figured I, as a Star Wars nut, you would at least I, know that. I like the movies. Oh, boy. I like the... Uh, Crickets? What? Yeah. Yeah, the TV. By the way, great ride. I was able to go oh. on it before everything shut down. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I forgot what that's like. <laughs> Question of the day. What's your reaction to the comment on Zach Wilson from Anish Shroff comparing him to uh, Joe Burrow and his improvement? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Michael Voyles on IG, as the kids call it. My only hesitation is that comparison is quality 
of opponents. Burrow was wrecking SEC defenses. We're playing out of our minds, but haven't really been tested yet. That's the interesting variable in the entire conversation is the schedule. But uh, we'll ask ESPN's uh, Tom Luganville about it coming up. Is do, What sticks out about BYU given the way they've played, not ne- necessarily just the competition? Brandon Bourget on Twitter. He's had a bigger leap. Who was predicting Zach Wilson to the NFL last year? Who was predicting Zach Wilson to the NFL a week ago? Seems like most of us, myself included, wanted a backup to start the Baylor-Romney combo. Now we're talking about him being an early-round pick? Awesome. Yeah, things have escalated quickly. BYU's on an escalator, and everyone else is walking. <laughs> like, at the, at the Salt Lake Airport, that's like the funnest feeling, right? You're on the escalator, and someone else is walking. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going so fast. That's Zach Wilson at quarterback right now. That is one of the best feelings on those moving walkways. And then sometimes I'm like, I just need to slow down. I'm just going to walk. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So then you get back to reality when you step off and everything just, yeah, you yeah. get that little jolt. I yeah. got my kid in tow. I'm like, don't fall over. <laughs> yeah. Coming up, will BYU overtake the Texas Longhorns as the number one scoring offense in the country? Okay. And ESPN analyst Tom Luganville joins us to discuss BYU's meteoric rise, Zach Wilson, and UTSA. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Countdown to kickoff gets you ready as BYU looks to move to 4-0 and on the season when they host UTSA on Saturday. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Spencer Linton will be live at Lavelle Edwards Stadium with the latest right up to kick. It's countdown to kickoff beginning 2.30 Eastern on BYU TV. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Great to have you. Our next guest is the analyst on the broadcast tomorrow, UTSA, BYU. He's also the ESPN National Recruiting Director. You've seen him on the sidelines. He's in the He's all over the place, and this season in a pandemic, he's calling games from home, but he's still bringing it. His name is Tom Lugan. Bill, Tom, thanks for being on the program. You, you bet, guys. I really appreciate you having me. Looking forward to this one Saturday. We wish you were in person, but obviously it's different at home. So, what's it like calling games from home this season? It is unique to say the least. That's probably the best way I could put it. You know, so much of broadcasting games on site is about the atmosphere and it's about the energy and the enthusiasm and the, you know, the face-to-face interaction. And particularly with my role the last seven years being an analyst on the field and being able to supplement the broadcast with a different vantage point than the guys in the booth, now you remove all of that, you know, and it just kind of becomes this very sterile environment. You know, I joke that we, we broadcast out of a broom closet now. And so uh, you're doing everything off of different, different cameras and different monitors. Um, obviously, there's challenges that come with that, but it is what it is. And, uh, and it's just kind of the, the week-to-week deal that you kind of grind through and you figure out ways to work around it. Tom, let's start with a little bit of a broad question. What have been your overall impressions of BYU through the three games? And just how good do you think they are? Guys, I got to be honest with you. I, I think they're really, really good. And, and I understand that, you know, you, you look at the opponents, you say, okay, well, have they played anybody that's any good? The reality is that they probably haven't played, you know, a, a really good or a great team, but they haven't played down to their level of competition either. They've gone out and played to their own standard and they've played at a very high, very consistent level. And I think one thing that they've established is they've got tremendous depth on this football team. When you consider how the offensive lines had to be rearranged, the running back room has been affected. Defensively, they've had some issues that they've had to contend with, and it's been next man up without any drop-off in 
and uh, in production. And, you know, I've seen Memphis this year. I've seen SMU. I'm actually going to see Cincinnati uh, the following week. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, the group of five team. And is this maybe one of those years where if somebody runs the table, there's a great opportunity as it relates to the college football playoff or, you know, the, the New Year's six. From what I've seen on film, BYU is superior to those teams I've already seen that have, you know, uh, you know, come into the season with some preseason hype. And so we'll see how it plays out. Uh, the, the level of play they're playing at, if they can continue to sustain that, they're going to be very, very difficult to beat. Yeah, and if they sustain that, woo, that's another level, right? How much of it is how BYU's played, like you mentioned, they haven't played down to the competition, but also that BYU's taken advantage of there's not Pac-12 and Big Ten games being played to occupy the attention, so it feels like BYU's filled that a little bit. To what do you credit BYU's meteoric rise here from zero AP poll votes four polls ago to 15th? Well, the quarterback's playing unconscious right now, so I think that uh, you know he's finally healthy. Um, you can see that he's confident, he's poised, probably more comfortable than he's ever been as, as the leader of this offense, and I think when you start throwing out some of these numbers, you know, same amount of touchdowns as you have in completions, um, the explosive plays, some of the throws that just look really, really difficult, he makes look easy. Um, all of that stuff starts getting out there. And, and what's going to happen, and you referenced it, you're 100% right. There are viewing windows now that are going to be occupied in that noon or 3.30 Eastern window where they're either going to be on ESPN or ESPN2 that you generally, a BYU or a Memphis or a Cincinnati is not going to have that opportunity. So now the more of the country sees you and sees what you're made of and, and you know, what you're capable of. It's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, I, I grew up, my dad was the head coach at San Diego State from 1989 to 1993, and you guys might be a little young for that, but there were some epic clashes <laughs> between San Diego State and BYU during, during that five-year period. And my dad and I were actually talking the other day, and he said, you know what, man? He goes, that BYU team looks a lot like the teams in the early 90s. And he was really referencing the front. I think, obviously, Zach is a much better athlete than Ty Detmer ever was, but Zach's probably a much better natural, natural passer as well as an overall prospect. But I started kind of thinking back, and, and my dad and I were talking about it, and it's so true that the dominance up front, the physicality, and then the supreme quarterback play, I can see some of those similarities. Was the 1991 BYU-San Diego State game the craziest game you've ever seen, 52-52? Well, I was on the sideline for that one. And my response <laughs> to that question is, my response to that question, I can tell you right now, it's the middle of the third quarter, it's 45-17, and that game is over. And um, really changed the course of my dad's career. I mean, it, it, it really did. They not having that WAC championship at that time. And, um, you know, two of the best teams in the West Coast at the group of five. Well, it wasn't the group of five then, but they were clearly the premier teams on the West Coast at that time. My answer to that question is, if there's anybody that ever doubted why Ty Detmer won the Heisman Trophy, just go watch the second half of San Diego State BYU in 1991. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy one. Tom, let's go back to Zach Wilson. Uh, yesterday on Twitter, your broadcast partner, Anish Shroff, compared Zach Wilson's season from last year to this year, his, his jump 
in terms of performance from last year to this year to Joe Burrow and what Joe did at LSU yeah. in 2018 to 2019. What do you make of that comparison? Well, I like it. We've talked about it. We're going to incorporate it into our broadcast. I think I see a lot of similarities in terms of style of play. Now, I'm not saying he's this guy because I said this on College Football Live this week and everybody's blowing me up about it. But when you look at Zach Wilson and the way he's able to get rid of the football and the different arm angles and how he can throw off balance and he can throw across his body, reminds me an awful lot of some of the things that Patrick Mahomes can do physically where you just – it doesn't always have to be perfect, all right? You can make some of those off-balance throws and still be accurate. I think the Joe Burrow comparison is unique and interesting because not to say that Zach wasn't, uh, you know, a, a really good player a year ago, but you could kind of just get the sense he wasn't always in sync. He, he was a little bit streaky at times, and it was the exact same way for Joe Burrow the year previous to the year he had. Now, I don't know if Zach's going to throw 60 touchdowns, but the the rise of getting the right people around you, a coordinator really starting in, in, in Jeff Grimes to kind of know, okay, let, these are the buttons to press. Here's the strengths. Here's the weaknesses. How do we accentuate them? How do we hide those? And it's very similar to what took place at LSU with Joe Burrow under Joe Brady when he came in to, to work with that offense. And you just saw a confidence level and a um, almost a quiet swagger where – I bet if Zach Wilson, and I'm probably dooming him here, stopped to think for two seconds about the performances they've had in the first three weeks, it would probably screw them all up. You know, he needs to just forget everything, block out all the clutter, and just keep going because the guy's playing out of his mind, and that's exactly what Joe Burrow did a year ago. Yeah, we did a little uh, film room with him and broke down a couple of plays from that. He, he could be a TV analyst one day. He, he knows what's going on. He's worked with Tom House's right. crew and John Beck. And what, What's interesting, too, is obviously the right labrum tear that he fought through last preseason and then midseason, yeah. the, the thumb tear, uh, the thumb uh, broken. He's actually playing with the torn labrum in his left shoulder. He's not going to get it fixed. He's just It's just whatever. It's the off shoulder. So this dude's a tough cookie. Now he's a junior. Now he's healthy. BYU has taken advantage of a pandemic schedule, just getting who they could. And now we've now we've seen yeah. Houston, UTSA, obviously a thirty-five point dog tomorrow. But will that be BYU's first resistance, in your opinion, next Friday against Houston? I don't know. Um, you know, obviously Houston has its own set of problems with what they've gone through over the last month, and. You know, you're playing against a team that's already had a lot of live game reps, and you didn't have many, um, you know, didn't have any coming into the game. I still think they're probably scratching off some of the rust. I This UTSA team, I know the the, the, the betting line, but they're really athletic. Um, they're a team that would worry me uh, just because, listen, if their quarterback doesn't get hurt last week on the first play of the game, if you watch that game, they probably would be, would have beaten UAB and UAB is a good football team. So I don't want to get, I don't think that BYU is smart enough not to get ahead of these guys, but um, they know a lot more about UTSA than anybody knows about Houston right now, because there's such a limited sample size. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out a week from now. Tom, besides Zach Wilson, who else has caught your eye on this BYU team? Who, who are you looking to uh, maybe pay attention to coming up uh, during the broadcast tomorrow? Well, I think the nose guard is a real problem. You know, he's he's so disruptive, and it's not just as a zero technique, anchor at the point of attack, occupy double teams type of guy. 
he's an upfield disruptor. I think that they've become so so much better uh, along their defensive front in terms of rushing the pass, or even when it's only three down. And then this batty kid just comes out of nowhere and <laughs> um, is, is all over the place, you know, as a pass rusher. So he looks like a new shiny toy under the under the tree. And so I, I'm expecting to see more of him this week. And you know, it's interesting. The the two running backs. I don't think anybody's ever going to accuse them of being these dynamic home run threat guys. But if you watch the run game and you watch their style of run, everything is downhill. Everything is north and south. There's no dancing. There's no there's no wasted energy and wasted motion. So you're always going to be falling forward. And I think that that kind of lends to the the physical nature of their front. And I was. Um, going back and forth with coach Grimes this week. And first thing I said to him, I said, you guys are simplicity made to look complex. I said, with all your formations, all of your shifts, all of your motions so far, I've counted. You have four run plays four. <laughs> I said, you got, and, 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 uh, and I said, in your passing concepts, all come off to some degree, all come off of those four run plays. And a lot of that is, is tied to his time with Gus Nelson at Auburn. Um, you know, there, there doesn't have to be a lot of subs. You don't have to go out there and rep 15, 20 different plays. It's not enough time. Make it about window dressing and rep the same plays over and over and over again. That stood out to me as well in watching them the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that simplicity has uh, led itself to success so far for BYU. Well, we look forward to the broadcast tomorrow on ESPN2. Tom, thanks for taking the time. Great to chat with you. You bet, guys. I appreciate it. Looking forward to this one. Tom Logan Bill on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. You know why? We show how. Great stuff from Tom. We haven't had him on the show first yeah. time. I've, we've watched him for years on ESPN Crush It. He does a lot of recruiting stuff as well. Um, so great stuff from Tom. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, if you don't mind, I would prefer we just end the show right now. Uh, Zach, Pat Mahomes, Zach Wilson Patrick was Mahomes just thing. compared to Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I'd like to end on a high note if we may. I, listen, I don't, <laughs> there's not a lot more room on the mountain to go up. For I love Zach. it. I'm, I love it. I'm serious. Like, I love the, it. The rhetoric, once you get to this point, you only come down. So that's the danger. So, it, But enjoy it. All right. Since we must enjoy continue it. the show, coming up, we'll get our prop picks. It's the BYU versus UTSA edition. And will BYU overtake Texas as the number one scoring offense Saturday? And is Houston better than we think? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Cougar pregame live gets you ready for BYU hosting UTSA this Saturday. Coming up on the radio, join me, Riley Nelson, Greg Rubel, and Mitchell Jurgens as the Cougars look to move to 4-0 on the season. Cougar pregame live, radio pregame coverage beginning at 11, or excuse me, 1.30 Eastern time. How do we know you're actually involved if you're not in the photo? Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove this to you. Okay, we, let's, I, need somebody to, I need somebody to zoom in on this. I need somebody to zoom in on it. This is proof. This is proof that the picture, this, is, this was the original. I just texted you, by the way. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, so there's proof you, that that's text, what... Why don't you text me back? Because I'm busy. I was hoping you'd get a more awkward text. <laughs> he is Jason, apparently yes. is on BYU Radio. Uh, I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Time for the Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, Jerem. Yes. Will BYU overtake Texas as the number one scoring offense in the country after Saturday. Right now, BYU is at 49. Texas is at 51. 
Uh, they could. Uh, Texas is playing Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, te- I don't know that Texas scores 50 on Oklahoma, although Oklahoma struggled. I think BYU will need 50-plus, and I think they will overtake Texas. Uh, I will say they do not overtake Texas. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on you. Look, I, look, I just I don't think BYU is going to need to score 50 points. I just I just don't. Well, to oh okay, you think Texas numbers will dip? Correct. And and BYU's will stay high. Okay. After seeing Houston for the first time last night in a 49-31 win over Tulane, are they better or worse than you thought? Well, in the first game, they're better than I thought. I did not expect them to look like they did. Now, I expected them to look like they did when they were turning the ball over and they were down 17 points. That's what I expected with the long delay yeah. first game. Did not expect them to come back and from that point on dominate. For sure better. 49 points overcame a 5-0 to zero turnover margin. Are you kidding me? BYU lost the game, by the way, in that situation yep. at Boise State in 2016. Uh, also trailed by 17, still won, put up 49. This... Uh, Return by Marquez Stevenson. Kickoff return was a big deal in that game. So, yeah, better for sure. Uh, by the way, they were the very first team that actually looked similar physically to BYU. Mm. That they've, the BYU has played. Sure. Uh, LeBron James and your Los Angeles Lakers. Excuse me? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and put that on you. No, thank you. Uh, could close out the heat tonight in the NBA Finals. This would obviously ramp up the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. Are they the GOAT debates? I'm just the GOAT. But I'll ask you, and you're sure. absolutely right. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Uh, who is the best BYU GOAT debate? Yeah, there are a lot of these. I, I think the BYU football Mount Rushmore is a tough one. It's like Lavelle and then like Ty's on there for sure. And then mm-hmm. it's like who who else, right? Best BYU quarterback is another fun one. And then Ainge versus Jimmer for best basketball player is a fun conversation. See, that's the one I immediately went to first when I thought about this is Ainge versus Jimmer. What's your answer there? I Honestly, I think you go long, you go long over the course of his career. It's it's Ainge. I go Ainge as well. It's Ainge. I, but, but, I love Jimmer. I've been the one year Jimmer's so good that it is so hard to not say Jimmer. Yeah. That's why I love that discussion. Yeah, Elite Eight. Yes. Said, right? Yes. Uh, this weekend, we have uh, Cougar on Cougar Crime and the Dolphins at Niners. <laughs> we'll have more tackles this weekend. Kyle Van Noy or Fred Warner? Look, I just assume Fred Warner's just going to have a bunch of tackles every game because he always does. Fred Warner has 33 tackles this year. KVN has 17. KVN's thing isn't volume of tackles. It's I'm going to have the triple combination of uh, <laughs> sack, strip, fumble, and recover it. That's the, what that's, color leather would that be? Uh, it would have an engraving on there from a foreign country, okay. probably South America. Okay. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> if you know, you know. Ashley Hatch will join the U.S. Women's National Team at yeah. training camp. Is she the best female pro athlete from BYU? That's a great question. I think she's certainly up there. I'm not sure if she's the best, but Alexa Gray is crushing it still in mm-hmm. volleyball. Jennifer Hampson's still playing volleyball, was playing basketball. There's some other notables as well, but uh, yeah, there's some great female athletes doing great things in pro sports. Yeah, there. Are. I would say right now, yes, and and maybe that's just because. Right now, she is playing in the United States, so maybe it's a little more top of mind. But You're not keeping up with uh, European <laughs> or Asian women's volleyball? Uh, I, I am not. Okay. I am not. You know but what? right I now, I would, I would say yes with Ashley Hatch. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome, man. And she again, she has two caps from 2016, so hopefully she makes a squad, plays. That's, that's very good. And yesterday, the Cougar Club released this video of Caleb Lohner with the curly blonde hair for the Cougar Club. Did the Cougars sign Hercules, Jason? <laughs> uh, no, they didn't. And I would uh, I would uh, ask that you please never reference that movie again. Why? Uh, it's awesome. Of Disney animation, it's oh. one of their worst. Oh, really? That and Hunchback of Notre Dame are probably their two worst. Oh, get out of here. Dude, Hercules, 
I Can Go the Distance. That's like one of my favorite songs. It goes, Come Thou Fount, uh, and then I Can Go the Distance, and then Ring Out uh, Wild Bells. Yeah, not a fan. That's sorry. That's not true. Just drawing Guster. Anyways, BYU signed Hercules. They will go undefeated this season. <laughs> if that was the case. Okay, that wraps up the whip, man. That it is. Yeah. Okay, what's, what's coming up, bro? Uh, coming up, we are going to talk about our prop picks. Yeah, we it's are. not picks. We're not picking up props like theater props. It's Studio C's job. It, yes. Yeah. We are actually making picks on About things. props in rugby. Yes, sure. Yes, why not? That's a position. Why not? And what you need to know about the matchup tomorrow in Game Notes. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, we talked about this at the very beginning of the show. Next Wednesday is your chance to see this year's BYU Hoops team as BYU TV broadcasts a live practice. Watch on the BYU TV app as your boy, Jerem Jordan and Anson Winder, give you an inside look at Mark Pope's team as they prepare for the season. That's Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. Very excited about that. Uh, No Midnight Madness this year. Uh, This is actually Mark Pope's idea. He said, listen, I want people to be able to see our team and get to know them, so let's let you in. We're like, hey, we'll be there. Let's go. That is 6 p.m. Mountain Time Madness is what that is. That's right. Not quite midnight, but uh, midnight somewhere, certainly. All right, uh, let's get to our game notes brought to you by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Our main goal with this segment is to enable you with knowledge, the most valuable thing that exists, so that you can be the smartest person when you watch the game tomorrow. Let's go. Number one, BYU's top five in points, points allowed, and offensive and defensive efficiency. This is how you quantify the success that BYU's had so far. It's not just a margin, but BYU is one of the best teams in the country in the stats that matter, points, points allowed, offensive and defensive efficiency. Okay, so we, we mentioned that BYU was number two to Texas in terms of scoring offense. And scoring defense. Yes, way. yes. They are number one in total offense, however, in terms of yards per game. Yeah. 585 yards per game on offense. Defense only giving up 214. That difference is just that's, insane. That's crazy right now. And, and again, is not playing the toughest competition, although these teams have been good recently. But the way is dominating is the key. I told you weeks ago, margin matters. And look what happened. Yep. BYU's 15th. Okay, next. Of those with nine or more catches nationally, Gunnar Romney is first in the country with 23 yards per catch. He continues to be an excellent deep threat. He's coming up with 40, 50-yard gains consistently. He's had three straight 100-yard games. Gunnar Romney is playing at a elite level, and I don't use that word in vain. You know that. I I do know that. All right, I am also going to stay with Gunnar Romney, your Mormon Colonies cohort. That's right. Uh, Gunnar Romney has had three straight 100-yard receiving games. The last BYU receiver to do that, to have three consecutive 100-yard receiving games, was Cody Hoffman in 2012. He is, uh, Gunnar's the best BYU receiver since Mitch Matthews. And he's going to challenge Mitch potentially for best since Cody Hoffman. I think that what Gunner's doing is special. It's very special. And we've mentioned this. He came in on a mission. Didn't go on a, not, not, on a two-year not mission. Not literally. But he's on a four-year mission. I like it. For the BYU football. I like it. Zach Wilson has 11 total touchdowns. Uh, six passing, five rushing, just one pick. By the way, total touchdowns last year, he had 14 in nine games. So he is at a, as we highlighted in the opening block, playing at a different level right now than he has the past couple of years. Obviously, being a junior, being healthy, that's all helped. 
Uh, my number three game note, I'm going to go away from the stats. No stats here. Uh, UTSA will be playing just their second ever game in the state of Utah. That is two, by the way. Yes, two. Great, <laughs> thanks. Just You ruined it. I was trying to go stat-free. But you said a number. But I wasn't using it in stat form. <laughs> Roadrunner's first game, in case you were wondering. They've only been around for 10 years in terms yeah. of an FBS team. Uh, the Roadrunner's first game in the state of Utah was back in 2011 when they faced Southern Utah in Cedar City. UTSA was actually in the WAC mm-hmm. for a year. Yep. Um, and why did Utah State go 11-2 and two in 2012? Because they were playing like UTSA in its second year. <laughs> um, that was a crazy BYU-Utah uh, State game. 6-3 to three in that one. Remember that one? Okay, n- uh, next one. Neither kicker has missed a field goal or PAT. Hunter Duplessis is 23 of 23. And uh, if I said the French version, it would be Duplessis, by the way. And Jake Olderoid is 24 for 24. Both kickers pretty good, man. All right, I'm back to the stats. Roadrunners 0-5 against ranked FBS teams. I would expect that at this juncture of the program. Think about that. That'd be 1930 for BYU. Very stunk until, what, mid-60s? Finally won a whack title with Virgil Carter. Okay, those are the game notes, and guess what? We hope you sound smart. If not, it's our fault. <laughs> Coming up, a rising shout-out to the coach who created America's best locker room, and they have the T-shirts to prove it. Speaking of, I'm a large. <laughs> and last but not least, our prop picks for the game tomorrow. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you find your podcast. Show also available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and the BYU radio apps. All right, each week we like to uh, take a crack at some prop picks. These are unique takes on the game, this or that. Let's bring in Ben Bagley, the producer of BYU Sports Nation, the voice and to uh, get our prop picks and updated standings, I'm up 11. Jason's 10. Spencer is not. Is that why Spencer's not here today? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it could be. Hey, let's start here with number one. We saw what happened last week with Zach Wilson, so I'm going to ask the question this week. More Zach Wilson rushing or passing TDs tomorrow? Yeah, last week he had three rushing, two passing. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say he goes more passing TDs. I'm going to have what you're having. And so will Spencer. Spencer will also All have the helping passing. of that. Boring. All right. Number two. Which team will play more QBs in the game? BYU or UTSA, which played like 13 last week? This is a great one because they've played four already. Well, they're, they're, there's only a chance of three of them playing because one of them was injured and is done Broke for the year. Color. Yes, yeah. on like the very first series. So it's three versus three. versus three. Uh, look, you want to take this one first? I think UTSA will. Yeah. I, BYU's going to play two. That's what we'd think, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, Romney and Ferguson. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm going uh, with UTSA as well. I think they'll play uh, three. So will Spencer. We all have the same drink order. Very nice. <laughs> Don't sleep on Soldier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Number three, BYU or UTSA, which team will have the better red zone TD conversion percentage? Both of them killing it thus far in the season. BYU. TSA, 95% so far in the season. On TD or overall red zone? That's overall red zone, but they've yeah. they scored 11 of 18, 8, 19 trips inside the red zone or TD. That's pretty good. I almost went with UTSA on this one yeah. because I thought BYU would have more opportunities in the red zone. one for one? Yeah, see, for, yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'm going to say BYU. I'm saying BYU. 
send you as well. So Spencer. Ball rate. We got to have some difference oh, here. That's oh, it. this is the last wait. week of prop pep. Just this wait. This way it's going to go. Yeah. All right. Number four, over under one fourth quarter Zach Wilson pass attempt, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Thus far this season, Zach Wilson has not thrown a fourth quarter pass attempt yet. That's crazy. Also, is this the first time that you've done the stat of the day? That was it great. Is. I I've love thrown that. to it before, but it's the first time I've read it. We had a fly yesterday. We have usual instead. This is great. Okay, will Zach Wilson throw a fourth quarter pass? What do you think? Uh, I am going to say over. I'm going to say that, yes, he will have more than one fourth quarter oh, pass. So he has to have two? Is that what we're saying? Yes. So I'm I'm saying over. Now some of this is strategy okay, to be yeah, different. Yeah. Push would be one. Yes, right. but I'm I'm gonna say that he'll have two. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, like maybe the drive, maybe the drive, the, the end of the third quarter, BYU's driving. They're gonna they want to have him finish the series. Yeah. There we go. That's my kind of my scenario. I'm, I'm saying under. I think at this point the game's over and BYU's going. No, 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 no. We need Zach for Houston. Like no risk here. Okay. Well, and, I am being different, Spencer's so I should set, get points for at least trying. You're very different. That much is for sure. Uh, Spencer is under. Okay. Spencer's under. Okay. Last one. We finally got a different one. All right. Last one. More Tyler Batty, aka Shiny New Toy. <laughs> more, That's great. More Tyler Batty sacks or ints by the BYU defense tomorrow. That's a good one. So Tyler Batty has four sacks in three games. He didn't have any in the first game. He had one in the second. He had three. Yes. Against La Tech. I go sacks. I think Tyler Batty brings it. I don't think UTSA is going to chuck it a ton. I think they're going to run with Sincere McCormick a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with INTs. I'm going to say INTs. And Spencer says push. So the same number. So if Tyler Batty has like zero push, and BYU has it, it's aggressive. I'll tell you that. That's just pretty conservative generally. This is an aggressive move. I kind of like it. Okay, that is prop picks. Thank you, Ben. Really appreciate that. Question of the day. What's your reaction to this comment on Zach Wilson Anish, uh, at Anish ESPN? He's the play-by-play tomorrow. The more tape you watch of BYU football, the more impressive it gets. Quarterback Zach Wilson has master-level command of the offense and is making difficult throws look easy. Sounds crazy, but he's taking the same leap from 2019 to 20 that Joe Burrow took from 2018 to 2019. Let's read some tweets and some posts on uh, social, Instagram, Facebook. LG Pearson on Twitter. It's terrific for Zach's future. He's getting rave reviews, respect, and unrelenting attention. However... The pressure is huge to keep up his current performance level. Let's hope for his sake that all of this hyperventilating hype heads straight to the trash bin. That's well composed. But we don't know how Zach is processing this. We don't know if he's buying into this. I think he bought into this coming out of high school. Meaning, but this was... I feel like I'm a good player yes. and I'm going to prepare well. Yes. Like, Let's be honest. There's a certain amount of ego to do even do this job where it's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be the best I can. And if someone validates that, great. If they don't, I st- I'm still going to bring it every day on this show or whatever. Zach Wilson, I think, has always been the guy that feels like, listen, I'm going to win this game today because He's got that I'm going to work that hard. Yes. I'm going to prepare that well. And so, yeah, let, let's see how it goes. The point is valid, though. You can't just play well. They have to play really well right now to continue the same momentum. If BYU wins, but they don't win by enough, all of a sudden the narrative changes. Trust me, the narrative is going to change. Zach Wilson's not going to perform at this level all year, 85%. He's not going to beat everybody by 30-plus. 
But if you continue winning, that's the greatest narrative you could ever have is, oh, BYU's still undefeated. We ought to give him a chance in New Year's Six, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all on the table. But the schedule, the reason that the margins of victory is because of the schedule, but it's also why BYU's getting the attention is because yeah. of the margin. So it, it's a double-edged sword. Like, you want to just, if you, you, obviously, the end result that you want is a win, regardless. But you're getting a lot of the attention because of the dominating performance. That's what's getting yes. you a lot of national attention. Yes. And putting you in those situations and in those conversations. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a very tricky thing. Listen, Justin Fields of Ohio State and Tanner Morgan of Minnesota and others in the Pac-12 and, and whatnot, um, you know, they aren't having the conversation uh, each week about how well they're playing because they aren't playing at all. So what's BYU doing? They're occupying that space so that they are in the national narrative which is awesome. So BYU is doing a tremendous job that way. Uh, Ben Peterson on Twitter. Pump the brakes. I know he's doing well, but it's still early in the season. I do think we can really see the effect that injuries caused last season. I am hoping we get to see him play against a regular schedule. Well, that won't happen because this year's too easy and next year's too hard. Next year is seven power fives. I hope BYU goes eight and five. I really do. If they go nine and four, that'd be a tremendous year with seven power fives. So that regular schedule is not going to happen. It's just not. And, and from an injury standpoint, BYU, for the first time in a couple of years, has not had that brutal, physical four, you know, three or four P5 That's games in the first month. Spencer's argued me on that one. Like, eh, it's hard to know whether injuries play into it. I'm like, eh, I think they do. I think you get beat up. Um, and uh, again, well, you can't I mean, argue that the level of competition is different than what I mean. It's I mean, it's from right. from a physical saying, from a physical standpoint. I was saying it's different. I think you are more likely to get injured if you play four power fives. No, no, yeah, I agree I, with you. I, I, yeah, that's, that was my idea. Okay, the Elite Voice today, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, at Appman26 on Twitter. It's hard to argue. It's been a long time since we've seen a BYU quarterback play at this level. With how much work he's put in, the jump he's made, doesn't surprise me. It's been so fun to watch him this season. And we have another game tomorrow. Yes, we do. All right, time for today's Rise and Shoutouts, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Uh, Mark Pope is going to get the rise and shout out. Look, in a, in a time right now where there is less access to teams, Mark Pope's giving us more, allowing us to broadcast next Wednesday uh, the uh, BYU basketball practice. I keep saying we have no secrets. Yep, there Thanks we go. Thanks to today's guest, ESPN's Tom Luganville. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis, no time for Jason Umjaram. Shout out to John Neal. See you tomorrow. Pre-game, BYU Radio 130, BYU TV 230. Go Cougs!